Jerseys are red, Lee McCulloch is blue. Go and play some attacking football, our manager doesn't have a clue. My name is Jarvie and I'm joined this week by uh, Hammy, Paddy and Simon. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Uh, how you doing, boys? All three of you looking hungover as fuck, may I say. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Super Bowl last night. I had like my like the same amount of sugar I have in like two months. Where <laughs> the fucking shit drinks I was ordering. <laughs> All those lovely looking cocktails. Aye. Aye. Um, I'll, I'll try and keep up the patter. You just try and keep awake. <laughs> maybe be the way that this one goes but we'll see i'm sure you'll be fine um and we're also we're recording on valentine's day night uh, as you could tell from the intro there uh, just shows you just how romantic we all are <laughs> bunch of studs <laughs> yeah. three three out of four of us in relationships um there's no camera in he says it's because two. Of only two of us after cupboard oh, sorry <laughs> on um Two of us then, but no Cameron tonight. He says it's because of work, but you know, fine well, he's got the old uh, flowers and chocolates at the ready for Mrs. Cameron. Eh? He's on one knee singing. <laughs> Why? Why? Um, we're here tonight to talk about our last two wonderful performances. Um, how much are you shiting yourselves that we're not actually going to finish third now? we are very lucky everyone's been very shite that's looking like what it's going to come down to Um, here let's get started with some some news and quips Um, a chap on Twitter apologies if you're a a listener I never wrote down your name but I saw that you said that we've only won 3 out of our last 23 midweek evening games in the Premiership and that includes one in the last ten. How incredible is that? Incredibly shite. <laughs> what is? Wednesday nights in particular are a shambles with zero wins in our last 16. That goes back to May 2018. It's lucky we're not getting Champs League football then, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> the Conference League is also on Thursday night, so that's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, like for a three o'clock kickoff on a Saturday, I think players load up on pasta at like 10 a.m. I don't know, I'm not I'm not an athlete, something like that. <laughs> Do you think they're still doing the same for an evening kickoff and they're just starving by the time they came? <laughs> Honestly, I can't even think of why we are so bad, but now I think about it, I don't ever remember like midweek games being that good. Was Selig not a midweek game? Well, it was a Friday night, wasn't it? Yeah, mm, Friday night game. Uh, that must have not fell into this guy's analysis. Aye. Or maybe it did, I don't know. So I just have no idea why it would be, but it was fucking shite. It's weird. Eh? I wonder if it's one of those things where the players know it and the club knows it, so the talk's always like, come on, guys, we really need to turn around this midweek form so then it's on everyone's mind. You've lost Aye. You've lost the battle before it's even started, Hearts. A self-fulfilling prophecy. Hmm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's not good enough. And I think the manager's got to take the blame for it. <laughs> the claws are out tonight. <laughs> oh, they have to be now. We'll, we'll get there. Um, it's also been pointed out 
that we've we've played the fewest amount of squad players in the league um, over our nine games in 30-day periods or whatever it is. Um, Nielsen did deliberately take a smaller squad into the season, um, but the lack of depth has really been noticeable in the last couple of weeks, hasn't it? And we've actually lost points because of it now, especially at the back. Yeah, we're still trying to play three centre-backs, even though we've not even got one fit one. Mm. Mm. Square pegs, round holes and all that. And uh, it's shifting players around rather than, you know, getting the players in at the start of the season. And like us four, five, when Cameron's on, we can see it coming a mile off. Somehow the the people in charge of hearts can't. And it's not like we'd, we'd never have injuries. Mm. We're actually quite bad at getting injuries. So. <laughs> the curse yeah. of the Oreo. <laughs> Aye. The bad, the bad things Craig Levine did. <laughs> and obviously, you, so. you've got to add in the fact that Nielsen just doesn't play youngsters as well. So, Aye, oh. that is a problem. Right? <laughs> well, that was what I was about to say because it's not like where we've used the least amount of players by a player or two. It's something, and it's like in the region of ten less players than the majority of clubs, which is yeah. a significant I, amount of players. Nielsen will just try and force someone into like the position that has he trusts rather than give a young player a chance. Yeah, like 100%. Right. But we're going to come on to speak about the, the Dundee game, unfortunately, and the Livingston game. But people like Finlay Pollock, who's a creative midfielder, he is, and he's not coming on in, in, in games like this now. Like, surely at some point, you've got to give a young player a chance. It's not just Pollock, though. It's Aaron McInerney. No. Like, I know, I'm just using Pollock as an example. Play Aaron McInerney as well, like, What's the guy got to do? Oh, How bad do the players in front of him have to play for him to get a chance? Yeah. Yeah. But again, there's only one man to blame. <laughs> um, well, on this, about square pegs in, in rentals, um, what about Sims and Boyce? Have we got one here? Um, does it look like you can't play the two of them together here? What do you reckon? I was uh, speaking to Amy yesterday about this. And I'm not sure it's their fault. I just think they have no support from anybody else in the squad at the moment. Like, they're having to drop so deep to get the ball. It's... Mm-hmm. The whole thing's fucked. <laughs> I don't know if they can play up front together because I've only ever seen them with one of them playing out wide in a yeah. three. So, That's... yeah, maybe they can. But who fucking knows? I think they, like if you actually play two strikers rather than, you know, a striker and two sort of wingers or inside forwards if you want to call them that you could probably play them but yeah we don't we just push one out wide and it's so ineffective yeah yeah especially boys out wide that's just a nonsense Aye, boys boys is just he might know as well be on the park when he's playing out wide really yeah but even even like the dundee game boys was playing as a 10 for 60 minutes and obviously he's been told not to to play up front with sims he's coming really deep and that wasn't working either. So, it's it's concerning. It is like I'd like to see us go to a back four as well. To be honest, um, getting bored of this back five push, it's just not working. Well, we did for the we'll come on to it, but we did for the last half an hour. But I think the issue is, and we had no no right backs or right wing backs. I've got plenty of stuff to say about Taylor Moore. But we'll come <laughs> on to it. We'll come on to it. Um, some good news, Barry Mackay's got himself a nice sensible haircut. He must have a job interview coming up. Um, <laughs> he's even shaved his beard. 
it looks like a new signing. Um, he won Player of the Month for January, uh, as voted for Hearts fans. Has to be fair. Yeah, I don't think anyone came close, really. Nah, he's their best player by miles right now. Aye. Yeah. Yes. Although a section um, corner, a kickback doesn't think he is, but other than that. Some people, Paddy, don't know what they're talking about. Um, Simon, you told us about this one, which is quite unbelievable. Uh, Uchi uh, scored on his home, home debut for Cardiff, the third club he's been at since he left Hearts now. Um, but we kind of found out about a sell-on clause that we didn't know before. I <laughs> think um, £300,000 because we get 30%. <laughs> it's nuts, yeah. So we're getting more... Um, I think this was to do, but we'll get more for Uchi overall than we'll ever get for John Sewer. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Uchi's now playing at a fucking higher level than John Sewer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Cardiff are arguably a bigger. No, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> 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 um, Bye. 300 grand uh, with Uchi going from Wickham to Middlesbrough, and he's now been loaned out after getting bought for a million pounds, loaned out from Middlesbrough to Cardiff. English football is crazy. Yep. Um, that was, that's kind of all the news for the week. Fairly quiet, fairly quiet. I just wanted to mention something else. Uh, we've had quite a few messages over the last couple of months asking us why we don't talk about the Hearts ladies team. Um, I ju- it just kind of feels like we wouldn't do it any justice, I think, if we did. Because, you know, none of us are going to sit here and say that we're going to watch it. And it would feel incredibly half-arsed, I'd say, if we went by, you know, seeing what the score was, or even the really brief um, highlights you get off the women's Premier League um, on sports scene. So, but as an old father to a very young daughter, I've got a very keen eye on it. Um, but we're certainly, you know, not deliberately not talking about it. It's just uh, couldn't do it properly. That's it. But watch your space, eh? Watch your space. Um. Simon, unfortunately, we're going to have to talk about the Dundee game. Get some things off our chest anyway. Um, so on you go, if you if you even want to tell us how this disgrace of a team lined up. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. It, on paper, it feels like this team shouldn't struggle at all. Um, so it was the 3-4-3 as usual. Suter, Sibic, Kingsley as our centre-backs. Sounds pretty good. Obviously, Gordon and goals, pretty consistent. Taylor Moore playing at right wing back. It's a much better position for him. This is obviously all, this is obviously all thoughts before the game. You think, oh, Taylor Moore back at right wing back. He looks better there. Harrigan, Benny. We've seen Devlin get dropped. Bit of a break, maybe. Not the best form. Andy Halliday's not been great, but no one's been great. Um, Barry McKay and then two strikers. So I was thinking, like, fuck him. This might be all right. This is an all right lineup. Not. It's fucking <laughs> shite. There's just no energy about the park. Teams have figured it out. I'm not nowhere near saying that Nielsen should go, but he needs to change it up. It's become very stale, and there seems to be an issue in Scotland where we think, oh, well, if it's worked before, it'll, it'll keep working. And you've seen, you've seen it with the form of all the teams in the lower half of the league. They've gone, we need to change something. We need to find something that works, and we need to fucking make some changes here. We need to start picking up wins. And all the teams in the top half of the league have just kind of stagnated and just kept doing what they've been doing and teams have figured it out. Once you've got games and games and games of how parts are wanting to play, you can put a plan in quite easily and teams have obviously done it. 
to, to counter that and, and get over it. And we need to put an extra man in midfield. We need to stop putting a striker out on the wing. Hmm. If we've not got enough fit centre-backs, maybe just play with two against like teams like Dundee. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's my thoughts. Um, aye, we, we were lucky to get a goal. The keeper should have saved it. We can talk about refereeing decisions and being shite. The referees are shite. The referees are shite for absolutely fucking everyone in this league now. We've mm-hmm. just got to deal with that. Every team is getting fucking Judas. And I hate every other team. I'm not going to give any other team any credit. But every team, you see Tyler's on Twitter all the time and nothing's been done correctly. So yeah. we just need to fucking get over that. Mm-hmm. And we just can't defend the way we did against Dundee. Yeah. Um, hate everyone, apart from our broth, won the Smokies. Probably a good time to say as well, uh, completely missed a whole paragraph in my notes for the uh, news segment. Um, <coughs> asked on, we asked on Twitter and Instagram um, what people thought the reason was for the recent slump. Probably better to, to fit this in now. Tons of comments, many very similar. Um, a vast amount of people really thinking that we're missing Halkett. And I must admit myself, a, a previous critic, get well soon, Craig. <laughs> so we do, we desperately need him, eh? Yeah, but we should be in a position where we can lose Halkett and we could, we should be able to play a back a back oh, yeah. four that includes Suter, Sibic, Kingsley at left back and just fucking plug in someone at right back. <clears throat> Maybe Taylor Moore is a better right back. Maybe that's where they can fucking get a game. Yeah. But I just don't see why we would why we would put an extra center center back in there. I know the way we play is with a three four three, but mm-hmm. it just doesn't make sense. And I think as the game went on, and where I really do get confused with Nielsen is his substitutions are often fucking absolutely baffling. Yeah, <laughs> they really are. I didn't really know how we were playing towards the end. It just seemed to put on some players. Have we also not got five subs still? Uh, yeah, we do. As far as I'm aware. So we're losing to fucking Dundee United and we've got players like Finlay Paul, Gary McInef, mm-hmm. Cammy Devlin on the bench. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know. Um, j- just to, to sweep through this as well, everyone didn't just say it was Halkett <laughs> for the reason for this lump. Yeah, but you've, you've pretty much covered it all off there, Simon. Lack of depth. You know, the fact that we've lost Michael Smith and Nathaniel Atkinson. We loaned out um, what Cammy Logan at the right back. I always get confused with is it Cammy right. Logan and Cammy Smith? Can't mind. Um, so you're you're chucking Taylor Moore in there. I mean, I've been quite impressed with Taylor Moore at right centre back at times this season. Um, but he's he's never been a good right wing back. And and like you say, with this substitution, on the 60th minute, the board went up and Taylor Moore was ready to start walking over to go off the pitch. Like, he knew he was having a shite game and he was waiting. And when it went up and it was Andy Halliday, he looked surprised. Because when you saw Ginelli standing there, in my head, I was already going, well, that's good then, change of shape, or Ginelli's going at wing back for Moore. Aye. Like, he was absolutely shite. <laughs> we, we, did, we did change to 4-4-2. Everyone, a lot of the other feedback was there's a lack of plan B. Like, oh, how original, go to a 4-4-2. It's fine to go to a four four two if there's some sort of like if you've actually practiced doing that. Yeah. But I do feel like there is absolutely no plan B and he has gone, 
a four four two isn't far off what we play. We can yeah. just fucking drop a player. The I think Jane, the biggest concern at the club right now must be the lack of creativity. Because outside of Barry Mackay, if Barry Mackay, you know, shuts a car door on his foot tomorrow, then he's got sliders on. We are fucked. <laughs> Aye, if we're relying on GMS and Woodburn, who since I mean, maybe if I'm being really harsh, have done fuck all this year. Have done actually, we'll say with confidence, I've done fuck all since the return for the break. Yeah. G- Ginelli's chipped in with a couple of goals. He's he's quite good. Barry Mackay seems to be all right, but GMS and Woodburn do absolutely nothing. No. I don't think either of them will be at the club next year. GMS and Woodburn's loan will obviously end. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I think there can be contributing factors as to why it's not worked for Ben Woodburn up here. It's a very, although we're right next to England, the, the way the leagues are, they're very different. The, the, the style of play is very different from the English league. Mm-hmm. He would have had a much more defined role in Liverpool as well. So maybe it's just not, not worked from here. But GMS has absolutely no excuse. He has put, spent almost his whole career in Scotland. Yeah, exactly. Um, Paddy Hammy, uh, this there's been other calls with a change of shape. That people are desperate to see Haring, Benny, and Devlin play as a three in midfield. Or if you change the shape and you had three in midfield, you could maybe play Mac and F instead of say Devlin to actually start actively creating stuff down the middle. Jink Nielsen's gonna do it. Jink is actually gonna change from the three four three here. No, <laughs> no, he's very very stubborn in his ways. As uh... Is Mr. Nielsen? Um, I think we're, we are. I think we're crying out. We play, you play two defensive midfielders who are thirty yards away for the next sort of creative midfield. Next sort of creative midfielders, and you're expecting them to do far too much. There's nothing. We we get the ball in midfield. We pass it back to the defence. We pass it to the wing backs, and then it usually goes back to the defence mm-hmm. once once teams just close them down. Um, yeah, we need something else in there. We're crying out for it, and. I, I still don't understand how McInef can get started at Ibrox and then somehow he's not judged to be good enough to come off the bench against Dundee and Livingston and yeah. in a role that I think we needed needed in those games in particular. McInef's mm-hmm. a baffling one. I listen to, I don't listen to many other Hearts podcasts, I listen to a couple and they slated McInef for his first half performance against Rangers. I don't get that at all. Like, it's I just funny, don't get yeah. it. Yeah. They it, wouldn't much, it wouldn't take much to get um, McInef into that squad. He can keep the five at the back. He just plays a five, make it a midfield three, and just yeah. do two up front. Two and up just front, rely yeah. on the width from the fullbacks. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It doesn't take much. Agreed. No, something, something has to change because the, the, the squad, the players you can see now, they're clearly in a funk. It's now in their heads. We've got two big away games in a row here. I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll park that the now. We'll go to speak on it after we get through these. But uh, it's uh, February's now huge for us, you know. You still think we might, just might still finish third because <laughs> everyone else is doing fucking shite. Aye. When you look at the form of the teams around us, it is unbelievable how we've managed to keep that cushion considering we've done absolutely fuck all in the league. Yeah. 
to to the game, go through some bits and bobs. It's, I mean, I'm going to probably say Barry Mackay's name a hundred times here. Um, but to start the game, the Dundee keeper just about threw the ball on his own net. Aye. We were it's, very lucky to score. Yeah, if you see the goal, see if I see a keeper at the very start of the game, and it was pushing with rain and everything, dropping the ball, you say to your team, yeah. hit it. Like, if you get within sort of 20, 25 yards to go, hit it at the keeper he's clearly a bit frazzled he had he'd just come in as well so it was like his first start in ages but we we just don't take shots unless it's you know 12 yards out apparently even crosses into the box and all that put them right on top of the goalkeeper we just didn't seem to take advantage of that error Um, we almost don't want to score it feels like we've just (laughs) we're just not really bothered about scoring sometimes yeah Aye, there's very wise words from the best fives keeper you've ever seen in your life, <laughs> Mr. Liam McMahon. Um, aye, for the for the goal, uh, Barry Mackay obviously took a big long long dribble down the middle um, to play it through to Sims and yeah, sloppy work from the keeper. That was Barry Mackay's. I think it's his thirty second assist of the season now. Um, Mackay went in in the league, not all competitions. Uh, Mackay went very close to scoring his own first goal. There was a really nice ball over the top from Stephen Kingsley. They'd done really well to control it and lobbed it over the keeper. Um, but it was just cleared off the line. He hit it with like no pace at all. Uh, frustrating. And at that point, you're kind of thinking like, oh, this is a, we're just strolling this. 1-0 up almost to halfway through the first half. Oh, how things change. Um, Mackay went close again, cutting in from the wing because obviously... Just plays everywhere for us. Uh, played a one-two with Benny. That's where the ball fell to Sims. And you could say that Sims missed an absolute sitter or the keeper made a wonderful save and either would be a correct answer. <laughs> yeah. um, so at halftime, you were thinking, this is all right, we're doing fine. But Dundee nah. did have their chances, didn't they? You I feel like we've been been one nil up against Dundee so many times and we, I feel like <laughs> we never beat them. <laughs> no. Uh, Dundee had had a good three, like half chances in front of the family stand, and it was like they're. I think they're going to score tonight. They're ah, going to yeah. need another one. Um, cue the second half implosion. Fifty-first uh, minute, Toby Sibbick's own goal. Do you think him or Gordon are to blame? Is it just one of those things for that one? Granny, he's got to move on. Eh, that's just a bit unlucky. Hmm. I think the, the most frustrating thing after that goal was, like, I remember thinking the Dundee fans were going wild and thinking they're getting carried away because there's still a lot of time left here and you're playing against us. Like, we could easily go and win here. But you're looking at the Hearts players on the pitch, not one person was like, come on, boys. Like, I was not thinking that. <laughs> no, I was also not thinking that either. <laughs> um, well, I'm still somehow half glass full, it seems. <laughs> but not one player looked up for it at all no one spoke they just lined up ready for kickoff and they just yep. waited for Dundee to come back um, and the heads just stayed dropped it really was a pathetic second half um, saying that we did have a couple half chances Sims, Mackay, Boyce I know that but still the heads were down the the seven eighth minute Dundee's second goal entirely Taylor Moore's fault for me he's He's lost in space. Like he's came into the center. Um, he's looked at his man as the ball was crossed in. 
So by the time he's looked back at the ball coming into the box, his man is then goal side off him to just tap it into the net. And you can see from Moore's reaction that he knows he's fucked up there. There's just the cherry on top of the cake of a really shit performance from him. Aye, there's no point in playing three centre-backs if none of them pick up anyone in the box. Yeah. Taylor Moore's run back from the Dundee half. He's the only one in the box. He should be picking up that player, but at the same time, we just look so disorganised. I think all our centre-backs were attacking the crossing ball. Yeah. That's just... uh, Yeah, but uh, no, you're right. Taylor Moore should be... He lets the player run in behind him, and it's he should be att- again. He should be attacking that ball and clearing it. Mm-hmm. It's mad. In terms of his wing back duties going forward, he made one cross for the full ninety minutes, one <laughs> unsuccessful cross. So that's it. Imagine you're the the left back for Dundee, thinking, "How how am I? I'm not even sweating." <laughs> <laughs> And the way that we play, our fullbacks are, you know, a major part of how we attack teams. And if, yeah. you know, Taylor, you look at Taylor Moore and you just look, you go, he's not a wingback. He's not like a pacey. He's not going to dribble the ball past a defender. So if that's the case, you change things up. You don't, you don't, I just, you know, it is, it's like what Simon was saying. We just, sticking with it so rigidly with how this formation, how we want to play, but we don't have the players to play there. Um, and we just need to, I think Robin Nielsen needs to realise that, that he needs to play with what the players he's got rather than trying to squeeze everything in. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. I don't think there's much else to say. It's shite, it's not good enough. Aye, it's as simple as that. It's just... They just can't be happy with that. The performances have been leading to that. It's not like this loss is a surprise. Yeah. We've got, again, we'll come on to it, but we've got two away games in a row here that, you know, on paper, we, we should very much be winning these. But these could be two games where we leave there with between zero and two points quite easily. <laughs> Garvey, Hearts haven't beaten St. Johnston at McDermott Park in 10 years. Hey. That's the stat I was reading today. Hey. Drawn seven and lost seven in that time. Will you, will you wait till the right bit? <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, right, well, let's wrap up Dundee and let's never speak of it again. Um, before we just go on to speak about the Livingston game, before we'd, we'd break it up with a, a new segment and hopefully, Paddy, that's cheery. Um <laughs> A segment we call uh, Club Legend or Cult Hero. Um, so I basically asked a very hungover Paddy uh, to have a think. A player which could be debated either way. So let's see what he's come up with. I think I've done this right, but I'm going to Rudy's take you back. No. <laughs> I'm going to take you back 20 years, Jarvie, to the summer of 2002. And Ooh. a player by the name of Mark Linden, Patrick De Vries, signed for Hearts. Oh. Is he a club legend or a cult hero? Oh. Now, obviously, he scored four goals in his first game against Hibs. But in the next three seasons after that, he managed 25 goals in total. I, th- I would say he's a cult hero. I wouldn't say he's a club legend. I think I agree with that, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. 
I'm going to go cult hero, but that is a difficult one. Yep. I don't know. I honestly think it's four goals. Is, is that iconic? That it's kind he of also scored in Europe for us. No, he did. I can't remember who that was against off the top of my head. But I... Bordeaux? Oh, that sounds about right, actually, yeah. <laughs> Do you not good score the, the winner away in Bordeaux? Mind when Hearts were beating Bordeaux away. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> oh, dear. There's still no patch on the cinch. Um, <laughs> but I, that, that's an ideal one, Paddy. We'll, um, we'll put some polls out to, to see what people think. The Legend reason I th- think he's a cult hero as well is he, he was one of the players that immediately jumped ship to Leicester City when Craig Levine moved down there and then got them relegated from the championship. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you not like Leicester? What's Leicester done to you? <laughs> None. I mean, Craig Levine just went to them and they got relegated from the championship. <laughs> <laughs> Who else went down? Robbie Nielsen went down. Patrick Casnorbo, uh, De Vries... Um, there was another one, was there not? Hmm, I think so. No, all, all the elite players, anyway. Jamie, not Jamie Hamill. That was later. I can't mind. Doesn't matter. Kevin McKenna. No, he went back to playing the Bundesliga. No, he's still playing there now, is he? He's <laughs> a fifty-year-old man. <laughs> Good. Well, well done, Paddy. That's a, that's a fine name. Um, and we'll, we'll nominate one of the other boys through the week to have a think. Um, but aye, I like it. You're a legend for me. Legend in my eyes. Um, right, next. This is this is the first time on the podcast we're going to speak about a game, which I wasn't at, unfortunately, because I had plans at the weekend. And I swear, I've not seen one highlight. All I've seen is a photo of the, a penalty. So I look forward to hearing about it. My dad's review was quite vague. So, Hammy, you were there. Tell us what happened. Possibly the worst decision in my life um, to go. <laughs> <laughs> I usually I usually sit in row 21. I'll not get this section just in case folk try and batter me. But I sat in <laughs> row seven of a different section this year. Um, this year, this game. So I was right behind the dugouts, actually. And it was, it was quite interesting being behind the dugouts and seeing the difference in the managers. Um, but I also meant I got absolutely fucking soaked, like, drenched um, and an otherwise just generally terrible game. I watched the highlights again because I couldn't really remember what happened and there wasn't much. We started as we pretty much usually do. Um, no boys this time. He instead played Halliday in that sort of left wing role. Um, Barry Mackay on the right. Um, Michael Smith came in at right back. Cochrane at left back and Devlin and Beningame. In the middle, we suffered from the exact same as we did in the Dundee game. We couldn't get the ball forward. Livy had us pegged back the entire time. I heard Martindale shouting instructions to his players to press on our midfield, press on our fullbacks, <laughs> because that's where the ball was going. Like it, We were so easy to read. Um what I found interesting as well is Nielsen shouts to switch switching players round in the roles. So you know how he does the whole wingers mm. switching wings. Done that and, a lot in the championship, didn't he? Yeah, really? that'll that'll hopefully work. He was he was doing it with Devlin. So Devlin was dropping into right back when Michael Smith would go into midfield and he was doing it with Kingsley as well. And and then when Boyce came on, he was Boyce and Mackay were switching. Absolutely 
none of it worked. We <laughs> none of those changes, those switches <laughs> gave us any chances. Um I think in back it's the we... behavior of an absolute fucking nutter. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what the issue is, is Nielsen losing his mind. <laughs> It just, I, I don't know, it just, he just, that was the only time he came out as well. If I was he playing was for a team him. and he was like, right, left back, you jump in centre mid for a bit, and then, the right, <laughs> then you swap with the right back after, I'd be like, this guy has lost his fucking Yeah. Mind. You'd be going, this isn't a game of fives, mate. <laughs> I'd go, what's um, the point in us training the whole fucking week? <laughs> I'm just going to fucking move us all around anyway. The, the first half was... <sighs> I actually thought Livy had the better chances. Right at the start, there was um, Bruce Anderson. He ran in. Yeah, it was just a simple ball over the top. He ran in past the defence. He should have squared it to that Nubly. He was opening the box. He didn't. He went for it in goal. Gordon made a good save. And then other than that, there really wasn't much else in the first half. It was just two teams that, you know, Livy sort of sat in and tried to hit on the break. Um, they pressed their midfield as everyone else does and we couldn't do anything we couldn't cope with it and he ended up making five changes the second half Livy had the ball in the back of the net but it was ruled out for offside they also hit the post with a deflected shot um and then we had a couple of chances but I do I, this I kept reading about how you know Livy never came out their half and all that but I actually think Livy had the better chances in the game yeah me it right <laughs> this is actually a good result for Hearts. <laughs> right. Livy are actually playing quite well. Oh, yep. a good run going into the game. Aye. They've only lost to like St. Johnston and Rangers recently in the league. They've beaten Hibs, Aberdeen. They're, they're good. They only just got beat off Rangers and all at Ibrox. They only conceded one. <laughs> Oh. We are fucking shite right now, <laughs> <laughs> right? And just that's that game after that straight after that game against Dundee, where the player seeds were at. This could easily have just fucking the team could have crumbled. And I know we didn't do very well, but we got through the tie. We just got through it. It's just you've just got to fucking get through these ties in the cup. It's just a one off. So actually, I think. I we played fucking shite and it's it's worrying how shite we are playing. But result wise, to get through that based on the fact that we're playing a Premier League team and we're actually in quite a good bit of form. I'm not actually that bothered about the fact we had to win on penalties. It, obviously I'm fucking annoyed that it looks like we've got absolutely no clue what we're doing playing now. Mm-hmm. Looks like all players have lost all confidence in the way we want to play previously. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, uh, yeah. getting, through, getting through was the fucking important bit. That, it was a general relief um, just because I could finally go home and also because we were in the, the pot for the next one, the next mm-hmm. round. Um, I, some of the living players, by the way, I'd take, I'd take them at hearts. The Forrest, the right wing back, and Bruce Anderson, the striker, he's a quick. Right. And, Bruce um, Anderson's got a move in him, like. Aye, he looks good, I, he looks dangerous. I, I think I'd take that Martindale over all of them. <laughs> I know. And you know the best thing about David Martindale? What shoes did he have on? A smashing pair of Louboutins on. <laughs> Louboutin trainers. <laughs> I mean, come on. Listen, was, if you've got Louboutin trainers, fair enough, but it's a bit weird. Like, it's also It also means you have one job 
<laughs> it's no one the government care about. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. There's a genuine clear difference, by the way. Him and um, who's his assistant, Marvin Bartley, constantly mm-hmm. out screaming and shouting at the players, getting them to do this and that. Mm-hmm. And the harsh bench is completely different. And I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing, but it was, I don't know, because I, I sit so far away, I don't see all this. It was it was a bit of an eye-opener, um, other than Robin Nielsen coming out and telling players to switch positions. Yeah. Oh, and another, another thing, actually, switching positions, Cochrane and Kingsley were doing it. Kingsley is by far the best left-back we have at the club. He's so much better going doing that wing, and it's a shame that he's having to play at centre-back. Cochrane had a, a pretty poor game. Nobody really played well. Suter walked it. We're going to properly miss him next year if we can't replace him properly. Sibic. Yeah. Sibic's great with the ball at his feet, but he done a schoolboy error as a centre-back. He let the ball bounce in front of him a couple of times. You know, and he should be attacking that ball. He did it. So, again, we looked a bit shaky at the back. Um, everybody, Barry Mackay was the same old Barry Mackay he was trying to trying his hardest to make things work but he gets the ball and he there's nobody around him and it, he's no. one of the things that's starting to annoy me see with throw-ins there's nobody going to pick them there's oh, takes so long that's a big um, bugbear of mine my bloody throw-ins and even at 90 minutes we had the we had a free kick Gordon I think the player was offside for Livy Gordon had a by kicks 90 minutes get it up the pitch it took about uh, 20 or 30 seconds deciding whether they were going to pass it out to the centre backs. It just mm. there's no urgency at all. It was just no. just shite. Um, how good to hear Michael Smith was back. That's quite important. Um, oh, ah, he got subbed off and he looked a bit sale. <laughs> he oh, had to walk around the pitch. Had to walk around the pitch and he he done it very gingerly. So yeah, he had a good game actually. To be fair, that's good. How how long did he last? Oh, roughly, Harry, just roughly. About 60 minutes or something, I think. We we rang in the changes pretty early in the second half. Boys and all that came on pretty early, 10, 15 minutes, um, which, because things weren't working. And he did try and change it up. The sort of um, Mackay, Sims and Boyce played more compact up front rather than out wide. It didn't really help, though. Right. It didn't really help. Oh dear, oh dear hearts. Well, I think uh, I think I know how the podcast is going to sound in the next week or two. <laughs> um, good, well, aye, through to the next one. We're currently recording. The time on the button is 20 to 9, so the cup draw is not done yet. So um, we'll speak about it on the next pod. But who who do you want? What's your dream tie in the next round? Uh... Peterhead if they beat Dundee tonight, but <laughs> they are currently losing. So yeah. I'd not I'd rather not take Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> not again, no. Sick of Dundee. Um it's gotta be Hibs. Aye, that's mine. Hibs at Tincastle. Yeah. Even though I wouldn't be that confident because Nielsen seems to shit it every time he plays Hibs, but you love a Derby, don't you? No oh, I. Well, Good, that's lined me up perfectly for this one. I read something really interesting and I just kind of get it out of my head this week. <clears throat> I saw someone, I think it was maybe from Jumbo's Kickback, I'm not sure, and shared on Twitter. It was about memorable games like under Craig Levine. Craig Levine got us relegated and almost ruined the football club. 
I'm completely aware of that. <laughs> However, supporting a football club, it's all about memorable games. It's all about hammering hibs. It's about taking scalps off Celtic, beating Rangers comfortably. These games that you remember for decades or a lifetime, and you've got 10 plus will have been. As much as you will hate them now, you've got them in your memory forever. What have you got for Robbie Nielsen? <laughs> like, supporting supporting Hearts, supporting a football team isn't about beating all the Diddy teams and then just trying to scrape a 1-0 win against your City rivals in Celtic and Rangers. I mean, I, I, feel, I feel sorry for him because his two biggest results against these teams, Hibs in the semi-final and Celtic mm-hmm. at the start of the year, have not been to full houses. Yeah, yeah. True. Uh, that is one of mine is the semi-final against Hibs. Uh, we beat Celtic at the start of the season. That is a very, very different Celtic side now than what, what they've, Angie's went on to build. And the first one that came to mind for me was when we beat Rangers at Ibrox in the Championship. Osman So went in the park. Oh, yeah. I, I just forgot about all those games. Aye, there was a few in that in that campaign. The Ozturk game at Easter Roads. Oh, yeah, what a goal. Yeah. See, there's um, but that was to draw, yeah. It was was a scrape, a draw, right? 90th minute equalizer. You know, you've got a small handful in there, some of them are from the championship, but you've got some like the the most memorable victories in recent history under Levine. You know, I mean, then it it just shows you it's because he would he would fire up his team and he would send them to go and press, and in a way, that's what football is about. Yes, I'd rather finish third than get relegated. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I thought it was a very interesting point that um, you can only hope if Nielsen is here next season, whatever, that he is building a squad just now where he's comfortable enough to say, yeah, we're going to go and play attack in football now. Do I think that's going to happen? Absolutely not. He's not done it against, at home against Dundee. Yeah, well, that's it. But you, do you wonder... If we had a fully fit squad, he was comfortable with a back five. If we had Smith at right wing back or Atkinson, Jenka would have still been the same. We shouldn't need to have to have a full strength squad to win that game. We the players yeah. that we had available, the squad was easily good enough to win that game. The players need to look at themselves and then following on for that, the coaching staff need to look at themselves. It's just no good enough. It's not. And we can go, we're in third. Well, what point do we actually start panicking? When they're six points behind? When they're three points behind? Mm-hmm. At what point do we actually go, all right, because they just need to sort out their form and that's that's us fucked. Yeah, yeah. Aye, you're right. Can I, can I be getting beat off Dundee? No. Benny Beningamy. Hammy, <laughs> Jambles kickback. away and don't talk a lot of shame. <laughs> yes, uh, as as with most speaks, there's is always a boo boy figure. Um, to be honest with you, this week I think because everyone has been collectively playing shite, it's it's been quite hard to pick somebody. So someday, in their infinite wisdom, decided, any let's blame him, and I don't think it's even necessarily. Um, just kickback. I have seen a lot of people wondering about him, but I'll, I'll read out a few. Um, and there is only a few because thankfully a lot of people were calling out this shite. It says, uh, 
This thread is not meant to be a dig, and please don't comment just to be negative, but what has happened to him since he's come back from injury? He looks like a different player. The first reply, doesn't look interested. I think that's a bit negative. Um, he says, one as somebody else says, just about every pass from Benny today was backwards. Is that coached or instinct? He's definitely a player, so you tell me. Another one says, agreed with the first bit, but he's too busy receiving medical attention for his nosebleeds when he gets into the final third to ever be effective. Another one says, he's looked way off it since returning, and it's a shame for Haring, who's been in better form than Benny and Devlin. Would say today, Benny's worst performance in a heart shirt. Now, a lot of these comments and things follow the same theme, but is that he's not doing enough um, in an attacking sense. He's not doing this, he's not doing that. And I, I, he's a defensive midfielder. See if he was able to pick up passes and put balls in and take shots and score goals and that, he wouldn't be at hearts. Yeah. He'd be a complete midfielder. He would be, he would probably be playing forever. And, you know, it's he's a defensive midfielder who isn't good at that attacking sense. And I think you need to just understand that and we, we sort of talk back about getting another midfielder in there to do that work every time Benny and Devlin pick up the ball in midfield there's nobody to pass it to there's nobody that's going to pick up that ball and drive forward um, and it, it, it does it ends up going backwards either to Suter and then it goes out to the, the wing backs who then have to start attacks I think the amount of stick that Benny's getting just because he tries to retain possession is very unwarranted in my opinion mm-hmm. He he doesn't, yeah. He's he's not a bot player to to light up attacks or anything. So so people need to stop expecting him to add that to his game or, or for that to be part of his game because I just don't think it's naturally there for him. And we shouldn't yeah. expect him to be doing that because he's so good at defending. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that if that's all he does in that squad, then that's all he should be doing. If we're playing wing backs, two strikers, Barry McKay, wingers. That that's the players who should be taking the responsibility for the lack of stuff going forward. Yeah, I think it's like you were saying, like as we're saying at the start of the podcast, it's all square pegs and round holes. Um, yeah, exactly. You can't expect Benny to go and start getting assists and shoot from outside the box because he's a very defensive midfielder. But I'll tell you what, see if Benny played as a, a defensive midfielder with two centre mids ahead of him, like when we had Ollie Lee. And, uh, and Peter Haring and Ollie Lee had all that freedom because he had two defenders behind them, all that freedom to go up and create through the middle of the park, but it was Andy Irvin coming in, etc. If Benny was playing as like an anchor man, he would probably be, he would probably walk in to any, he would walk into Celtic and Rangers and play for them. And he'd be playing at a very high level if he was just given that role, given that area to just manage, because then you wouldn't see the vulnerabilities of his game. It's the bad tactics. And the bad setup that's forcing him into these awkward positions, but it's not his game. Yeah. It's really not his fault. And he's trying to do too much. So he's not yeah. even doing what he does well to the best of his ability. Right. Benny Beningame has the potential. He's He could be our best player. He could be the best player at the club. But where it's just the current setup isn't suiting him. And he's just back for injury. Give the guy a break. But in a lot of games as well since come back for injury. So... I mm-hmm. think he was getting kicked about on uh, Saturday there as well. He went down a few times. He rode three tackles at one point. That's how many players these teams are putting on him yeah. as well. 
Um, and his ability to keep the ball just still absolutely mesmerises me. No. But then it's... And I, can, I get it, the passing back, you don't want to see it, and there was audible groans as well when he was doing it, but there's literally nothing else on from. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know what they were expecting. Yeah, they keep, he either launches it forward in hope and probably loses possession or plays it back and we have to start the attack. I know we didn't like playing it backwards, but that is the only option at times. Yeah. Yeah. Benny Beningame is good. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Looking ahead. Listen to this, right? You're not going to believe your ears. It is almost 10 years to the day. Well, it is 10 years to the day since we last won in Perth. Unbelievable. A 2-1 victory. However, even that was in an extra time. There was a Scottish Cup replay. Um, goals on that day from Jamie Hamill, a club legend, cult hero. Maybe find out next week. Um, and Big Zal uh, put us through to the next round uh, in the 117th minute. He's a club legend, by the way. Um, rotten form. Rotten record. Wonder how this one's going to go. <laughs> Like um, you know, we talked about it. we said Dundee talking about the Dundee game when a, a team's in rotten form and they're needing a win. Who do they come to? Aye. <laughs> I was talking about our rotten form. <laughs> we are very charitable with giving wins out. Aye. Um, draw could be going on the coupon. Um, and we're going to be recording next week. So for the first time in ages, we'll just have one game to talk about next week. That's nice. <laughs> so Cameron's not here, Hammy. So I believe you've got the, the buy or sell uh, Excel spreadsheets in front of you there. I do indeed. And I, I was looking at the last week's ones and I can't even mind half of these questions, but I'll go through them anyway and just pretend like I do. So the first one was hearts over 1.5 goals. This was for the Dundee game, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not the Levy game. <laughs> I've so bought all these, so I'm probably done not so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you done all right, actually. Everyone done okay this week. Well done. Hearts over 1.5 goals. We all bought it apart from me because I am now a seer. I can see everything that's going to happen. <laughs> so I sold that. I got a point for that. Hearts over 65.5% possession. Um, that was we had 74% a lot of possession not much doing with it though everybody bought that Um, so points all across the board Hearts to extend their lead over fourth place we didn't Um, it stayed the exact same somehow 10 points in the lead Uh, Simon and Jarvie you bought that (laughs) so did Twitter and Instagram again I sold it Cameron sold it and Paddy sold it so points for us and a return to the Boyce and Sims pairing to start. That did happen. Simon, you bought it and uh, you went on it. So you just bought everything. <laughs> Jarvie, you bought it. Oh, yeah. Cameron, Twitter and Instagram, they also bought it. Uh, me and Paddy sold that. So we don't get points for that. So it ended up with Cameron and myself getting three points and everybody else getting two. So that makes the running totals of in last place Paddy 42 and then uh, Simon on 47 myself and Cameron on 48 
And then Jarvie on 52, Instagram 53, Twitter still on 59. But Jarvie, you know, you're no bad. Well, hang, hanging in there. Here's your chance to close the gap even more after a bit of a dull week for Twitter. So, first one, I've this first time I've looked at it, by the way. First one um, is an easy one Hearts to win. Sell. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, we really shouldn't be like so negative. Eh? We really shouldn't, but I'm going to sell it. I'm also selling it. I think it'll be a draw. I think I need yeah. to sell it. I just like I don't believe Hearts are going to go and win there. No, no. Well, Cameron, because you're not on. Bye. Bye. Get up, Get up, The next one, weird, but oh yeah, no, I know what. Josh Ginelli to score. So he scored twice the last time. He seems to like scoring against St Johnston. Yeah. I'm going to sell that one because I don't think I, he'll play. I was going to say, I'd be surprised if he even fucking gets a minute. So, <laughs> I think I think he might play because he has scored it the last two times we've played them. But it doesn't mean I think he's going to score. Sell. <laughs> <laughs> so, Christ, everything's sold. Apart from Cameron. Again, <laughs> another buy. Well done. Um, so, Hearts to have over 65% possession. So we're averaging 62.6% apparently the last three home games. This is the way for him. This is at St. John's tonight. So I think that's quite high. Yeah, it does seem high to me, Cameron. You must have wrote this one when you were a big stinking hangover this morning. (laughs) Sell. Sell. (laughs) This is... So we've sold every single one and Cameron's buying every single one. Yeah, (laughs) I'm, I'm also selling that and yeah, Cameron's buying um, right, and the next one is just Andy Halliday to start, and then there's a little bit of note. It just says he's been hanging about for weeks now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Andy Halliday to start, lads. Uh, I'm gonna buy that one actually. Uh, I think I'm gonna buy it as well. Cameron buys. Jarvie buys. I don't know, you could just never tell. Eh? No. It's been thrown in just random players. Like the Mech and F I, now. I'm just going to sell it. I'll just sell it so I'll have every single one I sell. <laughs> I'll, buy I'll buy it. I'll buy it. yourself, buddy. So, <laughs> so, Simon sold everything and the rest aye. of us have sold everything by the last one and then Cameron's bought everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the points are not going to be too far off each other yeah it'd be interesting to see what twitter and instagram do because i don't think we've ever seen them sell everything before like it's mm. normally quite heavily bought on the social medias well that well i'm sure cameron will update us next week right it'd be fantastic if we go up there and win three now and then next week it's well well done nielsen three in midfield um <laughs> one of them holiday <laughs> Um, speaking of Cameron, last night Cameron compared Cooper Cup, who was the wide receiver of the year, to Andrew Driver. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he also called for Andy Halliday to get in the Scotland squad. Said something else about Craig Gordon, but let's not cancel him. <laughs> Yet. 
<laughs> Paddy's got the power. He records before we start actually start these podcasts. He's got the power. Love you, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's all all time. All the time we've got tonight. Um, thank you, boys, and uh, thank you, Padman Productions. Incredible job as ever. Um, if you aren't following us on social media, uh, you can do so and play along with Buy or Sell. Uh, we are at hearts underscore podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Um, whether you're listening through Apple Podcasts or Spotify, do leave a generous star rating if you enjoy the show and even some polite words. So until next time, keep washing your hands for the hearts and we'll see you again soon. Mm-hmm.